It's Wednesday, November 9th, 2022. I had to look. And it <laughs> welcome to an all-new episode, The Return of No Turning Back with Shannon Young. Uh, my guest today is Hunter Hendricks. We're going to be discussing last night's election uh, results, a lot of key yeah. states. Yeah, that's uh, right. A lot of key battles that, that, that changed hands. Uh, Democrats flipped the, si- the seat in, in Pennsylvania with uh, Fetterman defeating uh, Oz, Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. And- Dr. Oz. Wait, no, this is a wrestling show. This Wait, is a wrestling what? show. This is a wrestling show. Sorry, I had oh, the days okay. wrong. I had the days wrong. This That's is pro, fine. This is pro wrestling. It's all scripted. the same. It really is. It really is. Politics <laughs> are just wrestling without, you know, the fun. It's just all promos <laughs> all the time. Well, Shannon, a ki- assists or kills that we can all enjoy. That's the kill we can all enjoy. My <laughs> name is Shannon Young, Mr. 100, CCW Superstar. Uh, with me, of course, we have the original GM of Cape Championship Wrestling, uh, Dr. <laughs> Dr. Hunter Hendricks, sure. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Dr. Now, coming to you live from Continuous Camera this evening. <laughs> it's Conti- a nice new invention I was made aware of 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Continuous Camera is one of my favorite places to visit. It's a it's a good city. Continuous you know? Camera, Idaho. Yeah. Like this. <laughs> it's out there in the suburbs. Uh, so oh. we, we, we haven't done this in a while. Uh, we're also playing our True. favorite game tonight. Uh, it's called uh, Shot Clock. What that means is the sooner we get the show done, uh, the less I have to drink. I've got uh, I've got my shot glass here. We're going to put five minutes on the clock. Taking my first shot. Oh. Mm. I'm watching. It's painful. Also, an orb just went oh. by you. So, again, ghosts are real. <laughs> Don't stop by the ghost. <laughs> <coughs> well, it's like... <laughs> It's like fire oh, in my man. heart. All right. That's how it works. <laughs> so let's uh, let's just jump into pro wrestling. There's actually a lot to talk about. We haven't been here in a there while. Is. We're excited yep. to talk about it. We we start off the show as we do every week, in case you forgot, with the power of negativity. Our friends That's correct. Dalton and Asa over on the Wrestling with Regret. No. Uh-huh. Nope. <laughs> Dragon. Nerdiest part of the ring, my God. There and that's that's not the alcohol talking. That's just the fact we haven't done this in so long. I'm starting to forget things. That is yeah. Dalton Ace over nerdiest time. Part. They like to start with the power of positivity. Of course, Hunter and I take the opposite approach. We start with the worst things in professional wrestling and we try to go up from there, although it usually doesn't work. <laughs> um Hunter, my least favorite thing in wrestling this week is a sad one. Yeah. This is a serious one. I, I'm I'm bummed out about this. Uh do you remember Renee Dupree? I do. Yeah, he was part of the uh, La Resistance. It was Ray yes. Dupree and... Um, Sylvain Grenier. There it is, the other and, guy. And Rob Conway, who had one of the best theme songs. In. Just, Just look, look at me. me. Uh, <laughs> so, Rene Dupree, if I remember correctly, he was also one of the youngest wrestlers in, in, in WWE. He was like 20 years old. It yeah, was crazy. Super young. He has a podcast now called... I think it's called Cafe with Rene. Let me see. Let me look. That sounds right. Rene Dupree. If not, it should definitely be Ca- Cafe the the Cafe de Rene with Rene okay. Dupree. So, I mean, it is Cafe with Rene, basically. Yeah. Well, in one of the recent episodes, <clears throat> the clip has been deleted. But okay. in one of the recent episodes, and this, I'm not making fun of this. This really bums me out. During a discussion that they had, Rene takes a second, he looks away from the camera, and literally does a bump of coke on screen oh oh no he he snorts a line like his co-host's eyes go huge and then i understand that renee dupree apparently has had drug problems he's been in rehab and that is just 
that sucks. That's sad. That ain't what you want. They yeah, deleted that's the. Not, that's not great. They deleted the clip. Um, you can't find. I think I mean, someone saved it, obviously, or else I wouldn't have seen it. But it's not on the official channel. But this is one of those times that I'm not. I'm not here to like make jokes about it. I, I legitimately find that sad, and I hope that yeah. I hope that that turns out well because, like, I know I joke about doing cocaine a lot, but. <laughs> It's one thing to joke about it, and it's another thing to have like drug issues. And th- if if you're doing lines of cocaine on your internet show, just nonchalantly, it it would be yeah, like me taking a sip of soda, you know. It's one it's one thing for us to jokingly call you Mister Snowman because or Mister Mister Springtime because yeah. you make the snow disappear. Yeah. Uh, it's another thing for this guy to literally make yeah. that happen to actually on his own guy. show. Yeah, yeah, it's so. no good. That's so I, no good. And again, he, <clears throat> this was a guy who was not untalented. I mean, no, no, resistance. He, was, he was really good. Yeah. While while they were definitely never anyone's favorite tag team in WWE, and and certainly part of that, like let's make every foreigner evil, everyone who's not American well, uh, evil. You, you, they were still very talented guys. Extremely talented. Do you remember he had his signature was the French tickler? Where he would kind of like yeah. dance from one side to the other, and the little, the other side. little jump, yeah, the little, the little jump, yeah. So uh, I always thought Renee <clears> Dupree <throat> was super talented, and I hope this turns out well. But um, that, that yeah. just that this is making the rounds; it's getting around everywhere. People are talking about it. Um, I just hate it. I hate to see it. Yeah. I hope I hope things are better. And now I kind of feel like an asshole for bringing attention to it. <laughs> I well, I you mean, know, to be that's fair, what we're it's, here it's to not talk like, about. It's also not like you went in and said, "Man, what a piece of garbage!" No, like, I would it's, never it's do that. It's very different. Yeah, it's very different from from outright criticism. It's unfortunate that that's what's happening with him. But I would never the, the, say that about anyone that does <coughs> drugs. Um, and I don't have a joke for that either. <laughs> All right, hey, noted. Hey, Hunter's here with us. What do you? Uh, what do you? I am. Um, mine is also going to be from from things that people have said on the internet or done on the internet. I'm not going to pull one directly from wrestling. There, are, there's so much wrestling news that has happened on shows since we were not, you know, we were gone for so long that I don't want to pull like a segment or or anything like that. I, I think, like you said, like de- delving into the the real world issues of some of these guys is worth noting. Uh, and I know you're thinking about the monster among men, and we're going to talk about that asshole in a little bit. Um, for now, I'd like to. Well, I would never really like to talk about Ryback, but we have to. Oh, every once oh in a while God, because he said yeah, something. yeah. And I know you know oh. exactly. In fact, I'm going to make you say it because I don't want to. I'm glad you um, brought it up now because my shot clock just went off. I'm going to need a fucking there shot it is. for this. That's one, a good man. time. Oh my God. So Ryback is well known at this point for saying a lot of dumb things after being let go from WWE. Uh, and and to be fair, he had some legitimate criticisms of the way that the machine went at that point in time. He was in in many ways, you know, fairly big under the Vince McMahon regime until he wasn't. And then there was a, a lot of controversy about <clears throat> he, he felt like he was unfairly released, et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Ryback, though, has gone on to prove that even even if all of those things are true, it's you can't root for the guy. So right no. around Halloween, he shares. Um, well, hold on, hold on. What Please. I what I. Before yeah, go you ahead. do that, you, you said Ryback and, and who he is. Just to give you an idea, before you say this tweet and talk about it, I want to point you to a tweet he made earlier this year when Vince McMahon uh, was, was, you know... Oh, yeah. I think he, we talked about this on we the did. show, actually. He, he tweeted out, it's the big guy, Ryback. He tweeted out, yeah. Vince McMahon, like most promoters, has an insatiable urge to have control. He had no control watching his mom get beat up as a child, which is a horrendous yep. thing for a kid to witness as their whore mom tries to make ends meet. Vince has failed mm. to evolve. Fuck you, old man. Right back is yeah. a piece of shit. And in case you didn't know he was a piece of shit, Correct. and then this happened. 
Yeah. So then, like, right around Halloween, I think it was, it was, it was sometime last week, he shares what is, first of all, not even a new picture of Alexa Bliss on Twitter. This is apparently an old, like, promotional picture of her from a couple of years ago. Um, so unprompted. It's not like he just pulled it, you know, from, from some new thing. And uh, Shannon, tell him what he said about her randomly. Uh, I'm going to have to look it up because I don't remember. I want to make sure I get this exactly right. Yeah, know? I need the exact verbiage. Now, I need you to know while Shannon's looking this up, Alexa Bliss is someone who has never, as my understanding, interacted with Ryback, never spent any time with the guy, never, certainly never been romantically linked to him. Also, Alexa Bliss, um, famously, two things. Number one, recently married to Ryan Cabrera, a singer you remember from the early 2000s, probably. Turns out he still had a pretty prolific career, like, off the radar in that time. Um, they are very madly in love. They're constantly talking about how much they love each other, I'm really happy for them as people. That's awesome. Um, secondly, also someone who famously deals with an awful lot of just creepy stalker types on the internet. Like she is always in interviews talking about having blocked people, reporting people on social media, people who think that she's being held with Ryan Cabrera against her will. Uh, there was this, this going thing for a while about Triple H like sexually assaulting her. It was awful. It was all, all lies and disgusting things from mentally ill people. And then totally unprompted out of nowhere, Ryback, someone who wants to be apparently respected in the pro wrestling world, tweets, what is it, Shannon, that he says? I can't find it. I'm trying to find oh. it. I can't find it. It's been uh, deleted. I'm going to message it to you because I, I remember decidedly what okay. it was, yeah. um, or at least to the best of my ability, because, again, I it's it's pretty bad. Um, I think he also uh, he did he sent a tweet out about someone else and I remember him, him specifically saying, like, if it means getting his wife's big tits back on screen, uh, it, you know, whatever. Um, oh, now I it's remember. on the same yeah. vein. It's in the yeah. same vein of that. So uh, apparently, and now it's just allegedly because apparently the tweet's been deleted, so no one can find it. But he tweeted, "Those titties should be tag team champions." I'm gonna go ahead yeah. and right back the I, big guy. I'm gonna shoot the shot clock up two minutes because I need to sip. You go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, this this is a guy, again, who ostensibly wanted to be taken real seriously. This is a guy who could, I'm not going to say could have, he never had the charisma that, that Cody Rhodes did, but he was on a similar trajectory. He was yeah. big in WWE, he was let go not long after he was still a big deal. He had a big grievance and a grudge with him. Not totally untalented in the ring, a goofy gimmick, but I mean, they took him pretty seriously there. He was uh, involved in the John Cena and CM Punk stuff. He was in the WWE title picture. They were picture. feeding him. They were feeding him more. He could have parlayed that. Yeah, oh, feed me more was a huge deal there for a while. They really could have parlayed that, or he could have, into something once he got let go. Instead, he continued to hold a grudge and then proved that he's an absolute piece of shit. Um, and he yes. just continues to slide down the hill of shit that he has created for himself. Yeah. So, yeah, fuck you, Ryback. Uh, um, I don't know this if you guy remember, sucks. If you remember, his theme song in WWE was Meat on the Table. <clears throat> that was the name. That was the yeah. name of the song, Meat on the Meat Table. Meat on the Table, because they really took the yeah. whole Feed Me thing seriously. I'll never forget uh-huh. my, uh, my friend Justin Mann. I believe it was Justin Mann. The 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 whiskey starting to settle in, but I think yeah. Justin Mann uh, texted <laughs> me once. It was after Ryback. I don't know if you remember. I don't remember who he was wrestling either. But Ryback was on top of the cage. It was his big moment, his big superstar moment, and he's getting the crowd to chant "Feed me more" or whatever, and no uh-huh. one's <laughs> no one's chanting it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Bobby Fish showing up at Impact, and everyone goes, "Who?" <laughs> yes. 
what? <laughs> and Justin tweet or he sent that to me with the caption, "Feed me a crowd reaction." And like, <laughs> yes, it's uh, not exactly the same thing. And I'm certain I've told this story either on this show or an adjacent one. But every time I think of it, I have to briefly bring it up. My buddy Brett Wiley, Brett Wiley, who I've mentioned a few times, he's the uh, oh yeah, he's that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were at Southeast together in college during our initial run, 2003 to 2007. This was probably around 05, like right around the end of our sophomore year. Um, WWE came through and did, uh, you know, they called them house shows at the time, live events now, like at the at the Shelby Center. They could not give tickets away to this fucking show to the point that literally we got tickets for free just for having our, our suit 90s. We paid nothing to go see this. Um, the shame of it was they had a really talented roster at the time, and so... <clears throat> me, Brett, and a couple other guys from our, our dorm floor go to see the show, and I remember nothing about the undercard, but the main uh, the main event was a six-man tag, and I remember distinctly that Eddie Guerrero, The Big Show, and Kurt Angle were involved. Past that, I can't tell you exactly who all it was. Um, but Kurt Angle was at the height of his Angle Sucks, like people would chant, Angle Sucks, and you suck at him as he entered. Uh, Brett, who was also inebriated, and we're not going to look at the, the age range too carefully there, um, <laughs> Brett, who, who, for the record, has never watched wrestling a day in his life, has no interest in it. It's just not his thing, but he's down to clown and he's going to go and participate. <clears throat> starts chanting vehemently, and I'm like, Yeah, he's getting really into this. And then I realize a minute later, Brett's not saying Angle sucks. He has misunderstood the chant in his state and is sh- loudly shouting, Angle sucks. Angle sucks. <laughs> He had very strong feelings about footwear that day. Oh, ankle socks, Kurt Angle. <laughs> oh, that always cheers me up a little bit. I need that after oh. the power negativity. Yeah, well, it's going to be a show about stupid stupidity. And let's just Yes, it is. The power of stupidity. And I know we don't really have a we don't really have a plan for this show other than we we each mm. brought things we wanted to bitch about. So I'm going to bitch about yeah. something first off. I want to bitch about Bray Wyatt for a little bit, please. Let's do if, it. If I may. So we talked about it a while back. He was good. They they trademarked Uncle Howdy. Um, you mm-hmm. presented a fact to me I was unaware of that Uncle Howdy is from <laughs> The Exorcist. It's it's uh, for the second time since I tried to use it in that trivia game years yeah. ago. <laughs> yes, I didn't know that. Uh, Exorcist was never one of my favorite movies. I I, I had a I had yeah. a knowledge of The Exorcist, but not that much. Well, sure. they they trademarked marked Uncle Howdy, and I think what was it, Uncle Howdy and Uncle Harper or. Something like something that. like that. Yeah. yeah, there was another H name in there. I think it was Harbor. I think you're right. So you flat go back to I forget which pay per view it was. Maybe Extreme Rules. I don't remember. Bray Wyatt made his comeback. He did. He had the it black was. phone mask. Yeah, it was that one. Mm-hmm. Huge, huge return. Uh, I got goosebumps from it. And then he came out on SmackDown and cut a promo, impassioned promo. This is the real me for the first time. Uh, sure. Yeah, I get to talk to you guys as me. This means so much. I love it. And then he was interrupted by a weird dude in a mask who cut a you know strange promo on him. And and if you cut it off there, it's not that bad. But I I remember listening to Jim Cornette on the on the Jim Cornette experience as I as I often do. Don't hate me. I there are things I like. <laughs> um, Jim Cornette was actually praising this because Brian Last was very much of the mind that this is going to suck. They 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 have this thing where they're like Bray Wyatt is a talented guy. But his ideas get to be a little too much. He gets in yeah. over his head. It gets weird. People and don't it cut does. him off. Look at the past couple of years with Bray Wyatt when he became the Fiend. I mean, it was a great character, but like, what do you do with it? But Jim yeah. Cornette is very much like, you know, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He said it was one of the best promos he's ever seen. Uh, he said that Bray Wyatt is clearly a star. And, you know, he's intrigued because who's the guy in the mask? Who's this guy that's, sure. you know, coming after him? 
Well, now if you listen to Jim Cornette, it's very much Jim Cornette just going like, oh, he's going to fucking wrestle himself, isn't he? It's just him. And of course it is. <laughs> Bray Wyatt is Uncle Howdy, and I am already off the Bray Wyatt train. And I hate to say that because I was also yeah. super big into him coming back. But this whole Uncle Howdy thing, like, it's going, no, it's it's not going to go anywhere. It's yeah. That's the problem. This, it's, this... Not, it's not going anywhere good. <clears throat> here, Here is, and, and I would agree with you, I think he, both of us could have made this um, as equally our, our most hated thing in wrestling. If people weren't just being terrible people on the internet outside of like wrestling, yeah. but in its in its you know sphere and its in its vicinity, right. um, we could have gone into these things. The, the one of the I've seen this a couple times now. The first it seems like big failing of the Triple H regime of him being in charge. Vince is gone. He's got full control. Um, is timing. And it's that <clears throat> some angles are clearly going way too long and feel like they don't have an end. They're very Vince Russo-esque. Uh, you know, we, we started this and we thought it was cool, but now we don't know how to end it, so we're just going to keep it going until we figure something out. And some things are coming to an end way too quickly because they don't know what else to do with them. Um, the big criticisms for the former are Bray Wyatt. Nobody really knows what they're going to do with him, and everybody really liked him coming back, so let's just keep it going until something organically happens. But that assumes that something will happen. Um, the other version of that, I think that's, that's very analogous that just something that just keeps happening with no real end in sight. This Dexter Loomis thing, man. Yeah. They're I'm, stretching that I'm Oh my God. So but at least... it didn't seem like there was a plan at first. Nobody really knew what was going on there. It's still taking a long time. You know, we did finally get a bit of a payoff with the, okay, Miz tried to use him for publicity. And then he stopped paying him because he got to be too weird. Um, that that's fine, but Johnny Gargano's involvement seems really forced. And what do you do with Dexter after that? Like, is he eventually going to get a contract? Is he going to wrestle? I don't know. I think all of it's taking too long, and, and I think they're they're in similar boats. Of well, we got to have an end game here. There's got to be some end in sight. I at least appreciate the fact <clears throat> that the Dexter Loomis story is grounded in reality. It's, sure. it's you know it's kind of like the juicy Smule, uh, juicy Smoulier, the the famous French actor a couple years ago where he. He faked his own beating. Um, right. At least it's something Famously like that. French. Famously French. Um, <laughs> the guys were coming up on him and he was like, oui, oui, <laughs> oh. <laughs> But the Bray Wyatt thing is, it's more bullshit, smoke and mirrors. Like, it's one of those things that Kaz, if Kaz was a wrestling fan, would love this. I love my cousin. I love him to death. But he is one of those yeah. guys, he's one of those guys that will tell you, you don't get it. It's on a it's on a in an intellectual level you don't on a understand. Different level, right? He <laughs> would think... eat this shit up, and me, a basic ass white boy, is watching <laughs> the Bray Wyatt thing going. This is stupid. He's arguing with an old man in a mask, calls himself Uncle Howdy, who gives him this vague, cryptic bullshit. It's probably yeah. going to lead to another cinematic match where he wrestles the ghost of Andre the Giant <laughs> or, or something. I don't know. And like, I really, I, I fucking hate it. I think one of my favorite uh, reminders of, of why this is such a problem, because I'm on the same train, and occasionally I'm like, I don't know, man. There's been a lot of weird shit in wrestling over the years. Maybe it's not so bad. Um, but then I remember, and this to me is the perfect reality check for all of this, because a lot of people will bring up how weird The Undertaker was and how weird a lot of other people were. Even Jake the Snake got weird there for a while. Um, Cocaine. They weren't right. They weren't this weird every single week and right. in every appearance. It yeah. wasn't everything they did. Sometimes the Undertaker 
just came out and wrestled a match yeah. and then and he, then went he, away. He, he raised didn't the always lights. go to the urn. Right. He didn't that was, that was the most. Like that he brought it. the lights yeah. up. Or he brought them down, you know. And, and that's just a parlor um, trick. He's not oh. Oh. Yeah. It's 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 a little much. And I, I again I'm like you. I hate it because I really I loved Bray Wyatt's return. I thought it was great. It was damn near emotional. He was emotional, obviously, in the wake of it. Um and then there were these kind of two sides of Bray Wyatt. I thought, okay, that's kind of neat, but it can't be forever, and there's gotta be more to it. Currently, Bray Wyatt has been back for over a month. We still don't know what the hell he's doing. He's just cutting no one the same promo. He's, he's cutting the same promo every week, basically. This is and the real this, this was the same problem with Bray Wyatt the first time around. This yeah. is what the rose-colored glasses have have dimmed for people who don't remember what it was like when Bray Wyatt was around the first time. Everyone was super fucking excited when he got called up from NXT. He got his own stable, the Fireflies, the whole thing. He was really into oh, it. Oh my god, he's got such and then it just a, kept going. He's got such a good aura. The fire, yes, like you just said, the fireflies, absolutely. the music, everything about him should yeah. be marketable, and he does sell and a lot of merch. He's a good wrestler. He's, he's a good super wrestler. He's a great promo. I like watching him wrestle. He's a but, great promo. Uh, there were some people that wondered: Is Vince McMahon taking his idea and turning it into this stupid thing? Because so much of Bray Wyatt's stuff before was stupid. I don't care yes. how talented he is. That it motherfucking that motherfucking kid singing. He's got the whole world in his hands to John Cena in the cage match and scaring Cena yeah. away. Him as the fiend, scaring Seth Rollins, making Seth Rollins piss himself in the middle of the ring the first time he appeared. Like so right. much of that was so was bad. Oh my God! Do you remember the matches with Ran- the match with Randy Orton where there's uh, an image of in the like old and- house? Oh, that oh yeah, the WrestleMania oh, yeah. one where well, they just on. projected hold random we'll shit on the ring. Yeah, because then there was also the match that he had in a house where he yeah. beat. Oh my, it's there it's bad. was. It's bad. So it's much of Randy Orton. So much of Bray Wyatt has been bad. And I was really hoping that without Mr. Man, maybe this time we'll get a better version of Bray Wyatt where he'll have the cool stuff, but he'll tone down the bullshit. And the bullshit has been turned up to a fucking 11. There is no yeah. payoff to this. Because who could be Uncle Howdy other than Bray Wyatt? And people are saying, oh, well, it could be his brother, Bo Dallas. Oh, can it? Oh, can it be? Can yeah, it I be mean, Bo Dallas? Or no one gives a I don't shit. Hate about? Bo Dallas either, but yeah, again, like what? What am I looking? I'm looking forward to Bo Dallas's return. Is that the level we're at in 2022? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Oh, I so. uh, I remember you and I talked about this when Bray first came back. It was I think it was maybe the last PWU we did, or at least uh, one of the most recent ones, and. One of the key discussions at that time was like, okay, all the speculation says he's getting a stable, he's getting people to work with again, yeah. it's going to be a huge the deal, Wyatt and we both went, I don't want it. Yeah. I do not want that. I want him to do his own thing. I want everyone to just like let Bray be Bray for a little bit, get back involved in the fold, and everything will be good. Um, at this point, I would take that. I would yes. take any yeah. version of he gets a stable and some crazy shit happens and whatever over <laughs> the same promo every week. Yeah, this this feels like... Vince McMahon era WWE shit again. This is the kind of thing Vince would do. It's dumb. And that's to me the greatest criticism against it is that Triple H has done so much to distinguish himself from the way Vince did things. Right. Why are we still doing such a Vince level angle with the guy you just brought back and is probably the hottest commodity in your company right now? I thought like, Bray Wyatt to me at his peak was when the idea the idea that never that never really got off the ground was that Bray Wyatt, who had been and done so many terrible things, was so traumatized 
that he yeah, split personality. He created the Firefly Funhouse. That was the good side yeah. of him that wanted to yeah. be good and have fun. And then he had this dark side, the Fiend, that protected him from all the evil people. And he had right. the hurt and the heel on his gloves. It was a good gimmick. But they saddled it with the Fiend was unstoppable. He didn't take damage. He, he couldn't be hurt. The people are yeah. bleeding black blood. It got stupid. You have a good gimmick yeah. and you, you made it stupid. Someone needs to quality control his ass and say, nah, man. That's because yeah. I don't know what the payoff for this could be. I don't know what this could be that won't make me go. That was stupid. I yeah. a lot of people loved the Firefly Fun Mouse, uh, Mouse, the Firefly Fun House <laughs> Firefly <match>. Fun Mouse. <laughs> don't do it. I'm gonna go make a Damn change it. real quick. Damn it! <laughs> I hated that match. I thought it was fun in the sense that it was creative and it was cool to see the throwbacks they did. But from a wrestling standpoint, because I am a wrestling fan and I'm kind of a purist in a lot of ways, it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. They went back in time. They traveled different dimensions. That's not what I want to see in wrestling. And this whole Uncle Howdy bullshit is just more of that. And I don't want to see it on my TV. Now, I'm clearly in the wrong because the motherfucker's merchandise is selling like hotcakes. He gets the biggest reactions every time he comes out. So, I mean, I'm clearly you know, on the fucking merch cut. sells in a lot of different ways. I mean, I've got a, I got a hat coming from Cards Against Humanity that has a clam on it and it says creamy. Like, let's, <laughs> let's not act like this is... You don't have to be good at wrestling to sell merchandise. That's Tanner, two Tanner does the creamy. He he likes to do the creamy. <laughs> he likes to do it. Is what yeah. I'm, is my understanding. Um, I want to I want to segue this right into some stuff that we were talking about earlier, though, yeah. because again, Who else is the creamy? big. I think. The, well, I, <laughs> I think the biggest problem I have again with the, with the Triple H regime. I think he's doing well. Don't get me wrong. We've we've sung Triple H's praises for a couple of months now that he's been in charge. But timing really seems to be an issue for him. And it's not just stuff dragging out too long. I really do think the, the Loomis and Miz thing is going too long. And I, I, I'm not going to spend any more time on that. But stuff's also maybe just kind of getting getting like shunted through the, the card. And we'll talk about the big one in a couple of minutes. And I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, but on Monday, the 24-7 title was finally retired. The The... The prestige of the 24-7 title has finally been laid to rest. Now, don't get me wrong. Nobody really loved the 24-7 title, right? We had did. some fun with our truth segments. Dana that Brooke, was that was fun, but it was silly. Dana Brooke loved it because, you know, it gave her an accolade that she could, she could hang on her wall. Um, but on Monday, Nikki Cross, first of all, kind of joins Damage Control uh, in, in a, like, we would rather, I mean... If I remember correctly, Dakota Kai literally said, "Like we realized, we would rather have you work with us than against us." So you're here now. Uh, she beats Dana Brooke. It's announced like just before the match that it is for the 24/7 title. Turns out you can do that in the ring too, which was something that always bothered me about the hardcore title. Like if you could win it anywhere, why the hell would you ever have a match for it? Right. I'm just not, I'm just gonna leave. Like I, I don't want to have a match. I want to keep the belt. I'm gonna run away. It's what you do everywhere else. Anyway, <clears throat> anyway, it's not anyway. the time or the place. No. Um, Nikki Cross wins. Nikki Cross wins the 24-7 title. And in a backstage segment, like, not too much later, she's walking around with it over her shoulder. She casually just kind of knocks it off her shoulder into a trash can while she's looking up in the sky the entire time and just keeps walking. Well, she missed the trash Literally can, threw though. it in the trash. Did she miss it? I didn't that's that That's the part. best part. So that's the only <laughs> part about it I like is she throws it in the trash, but it bounces off the rim and falls. <laughs> And you see uh, Bailey looks down Couldn't at happen it. to a nicer belt. Well, Bailey <laughs> sees it fall like that and looks up and just smirks like she's trying not to laugh because they fucked it up. I tell you, uh, She does I, the Jim Halpert look from the office to the camera just like... 
I, I hated... Oh, God. Thank you. It's telling me it's time to have another drink. Appreciate that. It's very loud. <laughs> um, I, I feel bad for Dana Brooke because she has been shit on constantly yeah. by literally everybody. Seth Rollins, uh-huh. Corey Graves, for no reason at all, it feels like, take shots at her. And it, it, to me, it's very unprofessional. Nope. It's it's very insulting. Um, and, 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 I, and I don't like it. And I also just realized that... Uh, I have been. Don't record- tell me we haven't been recording. No, we have. Just I've been recording through my headset, which Lord knows how that's going to sound. <laughs> it's fine. Oh. It's fine. Shot I've been, clock I've been ranting so hard too, and it doesn't okay. look like it's changed right. at all. I'm sad now. Anyway, we're going to keep it as long as they can hear it. It's fine. I don't. Uh, well, um, let's hope. Otherwise, it's going to be me in the background going like, "Yeah, I fucking hate the Bray Wyatt thing," and then you come in with the booming. <laughs> you, you show up and you just like. Excuse me, I don't, I don't like this. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for Dana Brooke. That's all. I, I, yeah, I'm that's that's a that's a way too fast segment. Actually, Monday, that might be a really good comparison. Raw is going way too fast on everything, and SmackDown is taking everything way too long. Um, the Bloodline, of course, a good example of things that have gone on way too fucking long and need to change. Oh, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I disagree on that one. You and I. Well, I mean, we okay, we don't usually let, disagree. Let me, let me um, clarify. Okay. Not entirely. Obviously, I like I like the bloodline in general. I like the concept. I always loved the idea of like one group grabs all the belts. Evolution, that iconic picture of them holding up all the all the titles. Um, but over time, I have it's it's not the bloodline that I have the problem with. It's the fact that their existence dominates everything else. Yeah, it's the fact that, that we don't yeah. have those belts in play that other people can can you know compete for them. Um, that everything feels like we got to cram in an Usos match at every show. Roman Reigns has got to defend at every show. And then if he doesn't, the criticism is equally like, okay, well, there's no world title match on this show because your world champion for both shows isn't there. Yeah. Um, the only saving I don't grace know, that's for this, frustrating. The only saving grace for it, I think, if this hadn't happened, I think it would have gone away too long. Sami Zayn. Obviously, yeah. you know, I'm not I'm not yeah. going to I'm not going to bring it up because everyone knows that Sami Zayn is riding just the high of his life right now because he's doing so well. Sure. Um his set, his part in the bloodline is what keeps it going for me. In fact, I think it was the last Smackdown or maybe the one before that where I thought this was the most advancing of the storyline they've done so far where Roman Reigns says, I, you know, if you guys want to act like kids, I'm going to treat you like kids. I want you to sort it out right now. This may be one of my favorite segments of all time. I want you to sort yeah. it out right now. Sammy's like, you know, I don't know what I did to you, but I'm sorry. You know, can't we just bury this and be friends? And then Jay finally gets on the mic and says, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to be, how are you going to be in bloodline when you ain't blood? You know, I've, I, I would die for my family. Would you do that? You know, he's really tearing them apart. And then, yeah. and I know a lot of people pick up on the whole corpsing thing and we'll get to that in a second. But right. to, to me, the best part of it is when, and props to Jay Uso mostly, when Sami Zayn says, you know, I'm trying to keep the peace. The tribal chief says he wants peace. And Jay Uso, without missing right. a beat, says, I don't give a damn what the tribal chief wants. And the crowd just mm-hmm. goes, oh. Like, I can't remember the last he time there it. was an, yeah, there was an oh yeah. segment wrestling. Yeah. P- played He perfectly. was thinking it all that time, and we knew that was the case. But again, you don't say it out loud. Right. He was always, Jay was always going to be the wild card. Because if I remember correctly, Jay was the one who, when Jimmy was out for all that he time, Jay was Roman. the first one that yeah. Roman recruited. He kept beating him and saying, I don't want to beat you. Just join my side Just and fall stop, in line. stop right. being this way. 
And then, you know, with him literally being pinned and then leaning up and going, I hate you, man. I hate you. Like, it was such a a powerful moment. Um, So it's nice to know that, like, that's there's a long term payoff probably Mm -hmm. coming there that that Jay eventually, you know, he joined Roman. And we saw that in that moment, too, that he those first few weeks that he worked with Roman, like he didn't want to do it. But he knew he didn't really have any options. That was for the stipulations. And this is his cousin and he's in charge. And then he kind of fell in lockstep when his own brother came back. But over time, it's been like, okay. But now Roman's making some questionable decisions. He's putting Sammy in here. I don't like this fucking guy. He's he's a joke. He's a jester. Um, to know that that little spark of rebellion is still kind of hiding in the background here for him. Not to mention, props to Sammy Zayn for getting over the phrase Usi. Oh, Did you I know was, they trademarked Usi today? I was about to mention that. So the other <laughs> the, the part that everyone keeps talking about more so than that is when Sammy says he's just not feeling very Usi lately. <laughs> and you immediately see Roman Reigns start cracking up, and but the part that done. the part that gets me every time, and go back and watch it because I think it's the funniest part is when Roman's like, "Oh, is that the problem? You're just not feeling very oozy." And as he's leaning <laughs> into Jay, watch Sammy go. It gets all of us sometimes. And Jay looks at him for a second and then turns around. He's done. He cannot look. And that's when that's when Roman goes, no, no, come here. No, turn around. He knows he's fucking cracking up. That's one of those segments that you think, you think Jim Cornette, again, would tear it apart. But he loved it. This is one of those right. universally loved things where everyone can, can objectively go, that's fun. This is fun. Yes. This is what wrestling yeah. should be. So yeah, props absolutely. to them on that. As opposed to yep. the AEW shows, which are schlock, and to which now even... Even sweet old Conan is saying that they're just a bunch of immature people over there and they need to fix the locker room. So I uh, oh, look, here's 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 the only thing I think I have to say. I could be wrong, but here's the only thing that I thought to say about AEW. Uh, nothing made me laugh harder outside of the 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 Uzi thing this week or the past couple of weeks in wrestling than after because I'm sure you've seen that Jeff Jarrett is now also all elite. <laughs> yes, he um, is. <laughs> I saw, you know, people love to do the the mock, like, so-and-so is hashtag all elite pictures. It was Jeff Jarrett and then, like, Samoa Joe. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to remember who all it was, but it was, like, 2017 TNA Impact is yeah. all elite. <laughs> <laughs> that got me. That got me a little bit, because everyone kept comparing AEW to WCW, and they're like, no, 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 no. We have a much better comparison, especially now that Slapnuts is there. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Tony Khan oh, is a oh. is a puppet sitting in Chris Jericho's lap, and he's looking <laughs> over there, and he goes, I don't like this. They've got, you know, Cody Rhodes, they've got Logan Paul, who do we've got? And Chris Jericho's just like, we've got Ray J. Johnson. And he's like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> He's Gabo at this point. It was the hot show. He's coming. And, and Garbo's coming. And and, <laughs> and now they're they're just like, they can't pull it together, man. Tony Khan can't pull it together. The the show is, it's not like it's terrible, don't get me wrong. I mean, it still, it still does well. No, and they're still extremely talented wrestlers, and there's some good stuff happening over there. I mean, I, I, they're losing hundreds of thousands of viewers during the course of the show yeah. though if you compare the numbers um it's bad and they it's just been black eye after black eye for AEW lately meanwhile WWE is riding a high because of Triple H coming in so we yeah. were, like I said I I didn't really have a lot to talk about when it comes to AEW but I think it is worth noting this is another thing I saw this week that, that I thought was a good point um speaking of things that are taking way too long how many permutations of the Jericho Appreciation uh, Society versus the Bullet or Bullet Club? See, that's where I'm at at this point. The Blackpool <laughs> Combat Club, can we do? How many times can we do this? Also, 
John Moxley is an extremely talented guy. I, I, I We have sung his praises here as well, so I'm not going to get into all that again. Cesaro, extremely talented. Claudio Castagnoli. Um, and Wheeler Yuta's there. And Wheeler Yuta. And, uh, but let's talk about Brian Danielson for a second. How in the fuck is Brian Danielson not the guy that they have focused on since his pickup? Do you remember what it was like when AEW hired Brian Danielson and he showed up at that pay-per-view? Same one that Adam Cole debuted at. And yes, they were both big, but Brian Danielson showing up was like an oh shit moment. Yeah. Because that was a huge shot fired across the bow. WWE wouldn't put him back in the ring uh, for the longest time. Then they did. Then they really didn't seem to do much with him. And then AEW went, we got you. Come on over. You realize Brian Danielson has, unless I'm, I'm crazy, not won a title, not really won a big match. Well, he kind of just exists in AEW's atmosphere, but he never really does anything. Dude, AEW has this problem. What is happening? They do this over and over again, where they'll bring in a big name, usually from the WWE, almost every time. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not be talking shit. I'm just be telling the truth. And yeah. they'll come in a house of fire, and they'll go after the title. Ruby Soho did it. Uh, you know, every every everybody feels like they do it, and then they lose. They never win the title. Yeah. And then they just go. Then they just go fuck off and do something else. Or in the case of Ruby right. Soho, do nothing. Um, yeah, this happens over it's and constant. over again with WWE guys. And now fucking Jeff Jarrett is in there slapping nuts. Come on, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Apparently, unless I read it wrong, and Dalton can correct me on this tomorrow, and he will. He will. Uh, they were they were making uh, like he had an action figure coming up in WWE's like universe or whatever yeah. their little setup of, of mattel things is a mattel that still makes their shit i don't, Ooh, I don't um, care jack specific <laughs> i don't know and uh and they had to cancel it because they didn't know that he was signing with aw <laughs> so there was like like a like the little gray mold like the primer you know version of the figure they're like well you'll never see this so here's what it would have looked like <laughs> They should just sell that mold to AEW. <laughs> <laughs> we already made it. Here. The Jeff Jarrett mold is hashtag all elite. Fucking Jeff. I don't even. I don't even dislike Jeff Jarrett. He actually was in great no. shape. Yeah. He looked great. Here's the problem I have with Jeff Jarrett. Uh, part of it is that Jeff Jarrett is how old is he? He's. Uh, he's a- he was born he was in '67. Stuff recently, so he wasn't even. Oh my god, I think he's the exact. No, he's a ten years younger than my dad. My dad's born in '57, so he's 55. He's 55 years old. Yeah, that, my dad just became a senior citizen this year. <laughs> that's my problem with Jeff Jarrett is he's 55 years old. Like, yes, stop bringing in the WWE's well, bad again, about it too. But like, my Mark god. Henry, Big Show, or Paul White, you know, guys that they hired who we all went okay. Well, they're not going to have any matches, and then like Paul White did, and it didn't go well, and then everyone went, well, what the fuck was the point of that? Yeah, you what put is- him on commentary. He's not good. Um, my other favorite part of it is that, and I, don't, I can't even tell you the dude's name. That's how unimportant he is. No offense to him. I'm sure he's better wrestler than me. But uh, they had the fake out first. They pulled the mask off the guy, and it was like Cole Carter or something like that. Um, I. Are you sure that's not the guy that was in the Mortal Kombat movie we keep making fun of? You know, it might. No, that was Cole Young. Cole oh. Young, yeah, the best mortal combatant of all time. He stole my name. My name was also Cole Young. Cole Carter. Um, yeah, and I, I don't remember, I don't know his name, but he debuted and they pulled the mask off and they were like, oh my God, it's, you know, that guy of whoever he is. And the crowd was like, that guy. the crowd's like, who? <laughs> it could have been anybody. 
It could have been anybody as the second reveal after the first guy. You could have put fucking Spanky under a mask. And they would have been like, it's Spanky. And everybody would have been like, oh shit, compared to Cole No, you remember they were going to use him. And it was a bad idea because he, he did some Nazi shit or something. I don't remember what happened there. I'm bad. waiting for his collab with Kanye. With, with Yee. Collab. With Yee. <laughs> with Donda. But not White Donda. Because that's me and I love all people. Anyway. Oh. Um, uh, can we tell one more story before we get out of here? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I mean, it might be the same thing, but can uh, can we acknowledge that <laughs> Austin Theory is probably now the worst Money in the Bank winner of all time? Um, so Austin Theory wins the Money in the Bank contract. He's at the height of his fucking career, right? Vince McMahon, he's pet project for the, to him. Uh, he gets involved in the Stone Cold stuff. Like he was riding a high. Vince McMahon gets fired and Austin Theory's just sitting on the back of the bus like Ralph Wiggum with his briefcase going, <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> I, you know Triple H likes the guy because he hired him in the first place. He gives him his first name back, although Theory for some reason is like, I, I, don't, I didn't really want that. Yeah, yeah you did. Shut I, up. Nobody liked, wants to be called Theory. I liked my name being oh. Theory. Oh, my God. And watch so out for his tag team partner. No, go ahead. <laughs> Postulate? Um, <laughs> That's better than, I was going to say dick. Hi. <laughs> Hypothesis. Hypothesis and theory. He sits on the he sits on the sidelines for a while. They start kind of rebuilding him. He wins a couple of matches, but even then, he's kind of made to look like a punk bitch, like on a pretty regular basis. And then on Monday Night Raw, and don't get me wrong, the overall segment was cool. Lashley basically turning heel and just destroying people left and right. The rumor is maybe the Hurt Business is getting back together because Triple H loves his factions and they got split up way too early. Maybe with a boss this time, that would be kind of cool if you're going to use him as like a big enforcer type. Um, so things are looking up for him. Seth Rollins, of course, may have kind of turned face in all of this, it seemed like, which is probably a logical move for him because the fans are cheering him more than they, they are anything else anyway. Yeah, they sing his um, music. Yeah, they sing along with his music. They seem to really enjoy, you know, the the current Seth Rollins thing, even if I don't really get all of it most of the time myself. But Theory, <laughs> Theory, first of all, becomes the first guy to cash in money on the bank on anything but the actual WWE title. Right? That's that's crazy. Yeah. And I didn't from, even know from that. a logical standpoint, I mean, I guess I get like, I'm hoping that he comes along somewhere and just basically says, look. I'm watching what's happened with the bloodline. There's no way I'm going to get that belt off of them. Roman Reigns is now, what, 800 days as champion or something. Um, I only have this thing for a year. If I get injured and I'm on the sidelines for six months, like I'm going to lose it and get nothing out of it. So I may as well take an opportunity. He sees Lashley go absolutely balls to the wall all over Seth Rollins and ruin his, his match and then go, well, I had that title before. Maybe I can get it. It is basically the world title on Raw right now. Um, it's, but still, no matter how many logical hoops I jump through to make it make sense, none of that actually happened. What we did see was Theory literally just came out, cashed in on Rollins, despite the fact that Rollins <laughs> was destroyed by Lashley and got his ass handed to him by Theory with multiple finishers. Theory still lost, and they still said, yes, the contract cashing is over, it's done. Now, pull back the curtain a little bit, Cody. We know what happened here. Triple H did not want the Money in the Bank contract that Vince McMahon put on to Austin Theory still in play. He's trying to rub out all the old storylines and do what he can to build his own thing, right? But man, it still kind of makes him look like a dumbass. Yeah. And you know, and the only maybe good thing I've seen coming out of this that'll be funny one time is that, you know, how often they called him the youngest Money in the Bank 
winner, the youngest winner. Well, someone, whoever his next feud is, will absolutely start it by calling him the youngest loser, too. Yeah. Um, and that's it. That's it. It's off. What do you do with Austin Theory now? How do so, you rebuild him? If it's me, I do exactly that. I rebuild him. I, I make the plot that he was Vince's boy. Vince is gone. He he thought he, he was smarter than everybody else. He's not. So now he's got to hit the grind and, and build himself back up. Give him some victories. Reestablish him. I don't think it's out of the question. You just you, you can't go wishy-washy on him. You can't take him too far into the negative. If he keeps losing at this point, it's over for him. But if he yeah. bounces back and he starts to reestablish himself, I think there's hope. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly think the guy is is talented and he's got a good look. Um, he's doing stuff that people have done before. I don't think the gimmick, there's not really not much of a gimmick. He's doing similar stuff to what uh, Tyler Breeze was doing with the phone and the selfie. Well, yeah, and then, that. by the way, Logan Paul takes that shit and knocks it out of the park at Crown Jewel by doing right. a frog splash with his phone. Oh, with my God. One. Which, all right, so we're not going to, um, I know we're not talking about Crown Jewels and all that, but uh, one, I still hate that they go to to, to Iraq. It's dis- disgusting. Yep. But um, I will say it one more time, just really quick. Logan Paul is a naturally gifted guy. This guy yeah. could be the top of wrestling if he sticks with it. I can't believe yeah. how good he is. I saw a picture of him it's from when crazy. he was a kid with a fake uh, intercontinental title. Uh, when he was a child pretending to be a wrestler. So yeah. he's not even one of those guys that just did it for the money. He apparently has had a long-time passion for it. Um, major props to Logan Paul. I hate to say it because I don't really like him, but wow. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. If you if you put him in the same vein as uh, as The Miz, which is pretty analogous for him, you know, a guy who loved wrestling when he was a kid, did a lot of totally unrelated stuff, and then came in and put in the work. I mean, it's worked out pretty fucking well for The Miz. Right. Uh, but, yeah, I... I don't know, man. Theory, I I don't know how many things you can do to, to really... I, it's not like the guy's totally damaged goods, right? It's not like he can't be rebuilt. He's way too young to just write him off and say, never mind, we're done with this guy. Um, but his WWE career is such a weird up-and-down thing. I really think he might be one of the perfect candidates for an NXT repackage temporarily. Send him back there, let him reestablish himself, get something going there, and then when he comes back, make him just bitter as fuck, man. Yeah. He goes to NXT for a little while. He, he does some pretty great stuff. He reestablishes himself mm-hmm. as an actual badass. And then when he comes back up to the main roster, um, make him actually dangerous. And again, just bitter. I'm just like, nobody took me seriously when I was here last time. So I'm not having matches with people. I'm here to hurt people. Yeah. If you get in the ring with me, that's what's going to happen. You guys uh, fucked me over him, last time I was here. I'm back yes. from blood. Give him a really good submission finisher. I don't hate the whole like A-Town down thing, but it's way too flashy and cutesy for a guy who's going to be, if we're going to make him an actual badass. Yeah. Um, and give him something that looks like it fucking hurts. Like, um, a, like a, a grapevine, you know, cloverleaf or something. I don't know. Uh, painful. Actual pain. <laughs> I, I want to point out real quick, because apparently Jeff Jarrett on tonight's episode of uh, Rampage or Dynamite mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Dynamite. He came out and it? did a promo talking about his group. And when he was talking mm-hmm. about... Uh, Satnam Singh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, who's the big guy? He's a big tall guy, yeah. right? And actually, this mm-hmm. will segue into our final thing that I wanted to talk about before we before we go yeah. play Call of Duty. Um, he said that this ain't no make believe monster who wears red skinny jeans and is produced by the Banana Nose Circus. The balls on Jeff Jarrett to take a swipe <laughs> at, and like, why is this why? that guy's physical appearance? Yeah, and why is this the AEW yeah. way? 
Why do you have to come out there and Constantly. take shots at your at WWE? It makes you Not look mention, so fucking cheap. Last time I checked, Jeff Jarrett had a pretty good reputation with WWE. They were paying him well. <laughs> until fairly recently. Well, yeah, but uh, it's AEW. If you're not taking, if you're not reminding everybody of how much uh, more important WWE is, are you are you an AEW star? When when AEW or when WWE is not being mentioned on AEW, everyone should be saying WWE sucks. Yeah. God damn. All right. Hey, uh, speaking of Braun Strowman. Hey. Yeah. Can we? Yeah. Do let's we do that. To? Let's do that. Must we? <laughs> Braun Strowman. Uh. <laughs> I don't even have him pulled up right in front of me, but Braun Strowman this past week. So, like you said, we're not talking a lot about Crown Jewel specifically, but coming out of Crown Jewel, Braun Strowman decides to go on Twitter uh, and control his narrative. <laughs> he immediately uh, sends kayfabe into the fucking stratosphere because he tweets at Amos, who is his you know opponent, who was his opponent. And says, I don't have it in front of me. I'm assuming you do. You can read it verbatim. But it basically goes on to talk about how good they are at their job because they're very tall. Um, And how not good other people are. Yeah, he he tweeted out at Omas. This is one of those that has to be like literally for the record word for word or you're not going to get how insane this is. Yeah, and I'm looking for it right now. I I just pulled it up because uh, he also sent out a tweet saying... You know, I'm I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> oh, he didn't just say I'm sorry. In the midst of it, he starts like co-opting a lot of black culture and randomly says, "Yo, yo, yo, homies, I'm sorry for what." I-. Like it's so weird. Okay. Who are you, man? So he tweeted out, "Holy hell!" At the giant, almost. Can you believe we got 47 uh, stars and remi- five stars and reminded the people that no one cares about all these flippy floppers, giants and monsters over flippy flipper bag your groceries at Kroger. Hashtag airport test. Hashtag size is the prize. Hashtag swole is the goal. So my favorite part about that, again, is that Braun Strowman makes it sound like the size that he and Amos have was gained by going to the gym. Does Braun Strowman understand that you can't get taller by going to the gym? (laughs) Because if you could, I would be the guy to talk to. Like if anybody would know about it, your height is directly is directly related (laughs) to how strong you are, to how strong you are, and how much you work out. Braun Strowman put on six inches over the past year. Yeah, like get the fuck out of here, man. Yeah. So instead, if his argument is because phrases like that, I mean, I know they're cliche and corny, but just for the uninitiated, things like size is the prize as full as the goal are things that actual weightlifters say, but they're talking about putting on muscle mass and like, like again, very max style cultivating mass. Like yeah. they're getting bigger in that way. They're, they're not up. talking about becoming seven foot giants. No, you don't have any control over that. You fucking moron. Yeah. And then, um, and, and literally everybody <laughs> tore him apart. Literally everyone tore him. Most apart. of Ali was, I think the first one who responded and said something to the effect of, can you teach me how to get fired? <laughs> And I love that most of Ali's like response is not. I'm just gonna get back at Braun Strowman. I'm also gonna remind this company I was actively trying to get fired for like a year. And he, oh, oh he also oh my god, it's I didn't so dumb. Oh, it gets worse. I didn't see this one. Um. So someone, 
Someone tweeted a joke at Braun after all this, and it said, just smash yeah. my TV in front of 22 guests at my son's birthday party because of Braun Strowman. My wife just took our crying kids and said they're spending the week at her mom's house. The man has ruined my marriage. I can't handle this anymore. Goodbye. I'm no longer a fan. Clearly a joke because I've seen that printed out before with different things. Right. Braun replied to it because of course he did. And said, man, y'all soft as fuck. Hope you find a safe space to cry about how damn good I am. Or maybe to come one of my meet and greets. And if you're a good little boy, I'll give you a hug to make you feel better. Hope your day gets better, sunshine. Shine bright, you beautiful little pansy. Oh, my God. I said it when he was hired back, and I'm going to say it again. Why did we need Braun Strowman back on a on a national stage? You know, wasn't he doing just fine controlling his narrative down no, there with EC3? Nobody's controlling their narrative at this point. <laughs> There's no. I mean, narrative. The they thought they were. I have no idea what anyone saw in rehiring Braun Strowman. Like, I guess the saving grace is we know under Triple H, it's very unlikely he's going to get back his train sounds when he runs around the <laughs> ring. He's but a, other than that, who was clamoring for the return of the monster among men? Nobody gives a shit. Amos was the it's it's the boys uh meme. Like, don't get me wrong, I, I don't love Amos either, but it's that thing where he's like, Oh, I guess you're the replacement. And Amos is going, No, 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 no. I'm the upgrade. Yeah. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the better version of you. I'm not gonna be as problematic behind the scenes, and also I'm actually physically bigger than you. I don't I don't hate Braun Strowman. I don't I'm not a fan. No. But this is just downright goddamn ridiculous. Um, and that's all. That's it. Just what a stupid, what a stupid moron with an ugly face and a big butt. And his butt smells. And his butt smells. His own butt. He likes to kiss his own butt. Hey, wait a minute. Probably, probably somewhere right now he's getting ready to tweet at us to have a great day, sunshines, and keep smiling. <laughs> Uh, I want to leave you with one last tweet. This one's actually from Lenny Dykstra. I just this has nothing to do with wrestling, yeah. but this is just very funny and very sad to me. So Lauren Boebert, one of those stupid, uh, one of those stupid politicians that lost. Thank God because she's a fucking joke. Thank God. Yes. I'm so happy about that. Um, <laughs> he tweeted at he tweeted this publicly at Lauren Boebert. <laughs> Maybe it's the alcohol <laughs> making it funnier, but he tweeted. I'm sorry about your loss in the election at Lauren Boebert. Who knows what funny business was going on? Anyhow, I know this must be a difficult time, but just keep in mind that you have someone right here to talk to. And in parentheses, or whatever other kind of needs you may have right now, DM me with a question mark. (laughs) I mean, shoot your shot, man. You miss 100% of them that you don't take, you know? (laughs) my god that is my favorite tweet of the week thank you lenny dykstra oh that's good stuff and thank you fans for tuning in and listening to us we're gonna be back next week with an all-new show last thing we were very critical of you last night so we want to be very nice to you tonight i would like to apologize personally (laughs) for the things that i said about you last night Um, i would also like for you to apologize about the things you said Uh, before we get out of here, a real quick plug. This Saturday in Perryville, it's going to be Perryville Chaos CCW. It's a special so- show in Dalton's backyard. It's at the high school. Yeah. Uh, this is very important to Dalton. Um, I want everyone to make sure they head out there and check this out. I got my shine two months ago at Organic Remedies, and it was one of the best days, even though I almost died. I'm so happy Dalton's getting his flowers, <laughs> and I, I, I am so happy to support him and to support the Perryville school. So that's this Saturday, Perryville, Missouri. 
Uh, there might be a Hellmouth there. I don't know. Who knows? It seems uh, to be. You can get your tickets tickets on Eventbrite. Just look up Cape Championship Wrestling or get them at the door. That's it for us tonight. We'll be back next week with an all-new PW. Tomorrow, of course, we have After Dark. We're talking about it's Nostalgia November. We're kicking it off yep. next uh, on the next show. So make sure you guys check in. Commercials uh, from your youth yeah. and the ones that are stuck in your head. We're I'm telling you, Jesse, every time we mention this, Jesse hears the steel drums. It's It's... <laughs> It does this. Yeah, the girls gone wild are coming for him. All right, that's it. For myself, for Double H, we're out of here. Hunter, take us out. Braun Strowman is five-finger death punch for divorce. I don't know where this is going. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>